Hello and welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. I'm your host alongside Peter Moran. Peter Moran. What's up, dude? Did you get a haircut? I've asked you this every episode. I actually no, but someone asked me that yesterday as well. I like like it's so weird when someone asks if you got a haircut when when you didn't because like you'd have less hair and True. I have I have more hair than the last time anyone's ever. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I, I'd say like every day you wake up, your hair looks different. You know, so like Agreed. whether it's like a day or two days that like somebody hadn't seen you and your hair got a little bit longer, or your hair's in a yeah. different position, it looks different every day. No. Yeah, I that's that's fair. Okay, but it still it still like always throws me. Not so much you right now. You know, we're we're on Zoom. It's not a great great visual, but like it always throws me when someone's like, "Oh, do you get a haircut?" It's like, no. <laughs> right. Like, it's it would be such to even appear that way. It would have to be such a minute little haircut. But anyway, I'm growing growing the flow out as of now until we reach unprecedented levels, and I have to make a decision: Is this who I am? You know, am I that kind of guy? We'll see. Dude, I I would love to see you with a man bun, man. <laughs> Just like that that jacked figure that you have. By the way, I mean, I told you off <laughs> off air uh, how I was stalking your Facebook, and uh, there are a lot of shirtless pics, man. It looks good. <laughs> Thank you, dude. I uh, I used to be pretty loose with the clothing on, online. I, I mean, I don't even say used to. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll toss a shirtless up on on the gram. You know? Hell uh, yeah, man! I, yeah. I dude, I hear you. I mean, I'm putting up on my story almost every other day now. Yeah, go follow. I'm Peter Moran uh, on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, but follow me on Instagram and, and stock those pics, baby. Okay, dude. Uh, so I accuse you of having a haircut. Me myself yeah. over here. You can see my long locks. Obviously, I have not gotten a haircut. But yeah. I'm I'm rocking a hat as you can I, see. I know it's a it looks good on you with the extra hair. I like that hat. That's dope, dude. Who invented hats? <laughs> can we can we talk about this? Can we start this like chop this up? Topic number one: Who yeah. the heck invented hats? Well, well, are you talking like the you're wearing a baseball cap? Are you talking sure. like the modern day baseball cap? Are you talking the first person to be like, hey, I don't like the top of my head. Let's cover that up. I'm talking, I'm talking about that first one, the per- person who was like, who was either like, okay, I need something in front of my eyes to cover the sun, which I think was probably yeah. the first thought. So you think, okay. and, then, and then the guy who, and then the guy or girl who was like, God, I just hate my hair right now. I'm going to throw a hat on. I bet, I bet it was a crown. I bet the first hat was like, let's put some, the, the black in the sun is a good thing, but, but that's more advisory. So if I were to make a contraption to block the sun, it would look a lot more like the modern day baseball cap, right? But I feel like old hats, like, like old, old, we're talking BC type hats. Did, did right. they have hats back then? Yeah. Other than, other than crowns? Sure. Like, like who was rocking, you know, uh, Egypt, let's say, the sunniest place I could think of. You're out in the <laughs> desert working on these pyramids and whatnot. You think that anyone rocked a cap in that situation? Protect from the sun? Right. That's actually a good question. Like, like maybe like some of like the the peasants would make like the king like an array of hats and stuff. But that that was actually a good thought. Like what could be the first one? A crown. Maybe the crown right. started it. Yeah. But I would just be gener- generally interested, you know, like in history books, there are no real pictures of guys wearing like a, you know, like a flat brim nonetheless or their hat <laughs> backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think anyone ever like, you know, when 
all men in like the 1950s or something just wore like that that like not fedora but that type of hat that, like kind of it was it wasn't really like a beret but like that type of hat it's yes. a standard standard top hat that you wear with like a rain jacket or suit like to the office that madman type hat you know you know what i think you know what i think it really started though and then it's in the name maybe baseball cap yeah oh you know, like that that's kind of really when you first start seeing the hats come around like more more usually you know like people would just wear it for baseball yeah which which baseball is like a 1870s or something right but that i mean that i mean you correct me if i'm wrong i played my fair share of baseball but you played in college it's to protect you from the sun right i mean theoretically yeah it it helps with with the vision there's a (laughs) there's a picture like some meme or something going around uh not that long ago of some dude wearing a backwards cap and doing his like hand to the forehead type thing to block the sun (laughs) and he he has sunglasses on his shirt yeah 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 (laughs) yeah the the front with the frontwards cap definitely a good invention in terms of blocking the sun but like when did everyone start wearing one just to wear one you know like i definitely don't need to be wearing one right now obviously because there's no sun out and people like wearing hats like in the gym like why are you wearing a hat you know like obviously i do it too but like it's just a it's just like funny how socially acceptable hats have become yeah i mean (laughs) to an extent like there are definitely a lot of places you can't rock a hat but that's true uh, like like you can't you can't toss a cap on at the at the office i wonder if i wore okay i work in an office i mean haven't in a year but i wonder if i just wore one of those like 1960s type top hats if anyone would would take issue to that <laughs> like because theoretically like i'm dressing very professionally just incredibly outdated you know i'm wearing like a seersucker uh suit and, and a top hat you think you think i'd get in trouble you think i'd get uh talking to well, what's the what's the material that they started using like in the mafia days? That, that kind of beret. Yeah, that's hat? it's like a suit material, right? That I think so. I think so. I don't think you'd get shit for it. I think like it could be a good classy look. Like, oh, did you see Peter's new top hat? Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna be my comeback to the office, which probably will be like a year from now. I'm gonna come rocking the top hat, be like new new me. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, Dude, you see me drinking a, you see me drinking a, um, a delicious coffee right here you know what i'll shout them out because i don't think that they really care if their <laughs> brand goes down or goes up right now just because they're so massive drinking a starbucks coffee over here <laughs> I, okay so i'm a guy who orders ahead do you ever use the starbucks app order yeah ahead? yeah yeah okay yeah. so i'm not sure how familiar you are with it or how often you use it but every time that the balance goes down to zero on your little card you have to put in money like you can't just take it directly from your credit card or from your debit card where you could just pay for it when you're standing there or when you order the app you have to you have to load a certain amount of money onto the starbucks app let me tell you i don't personally i i check out paypal every time like i'm seamlessing or something like if i go on the starbucks app i want this i want that boom paypal pick pick it up it's got my name on it i'm ready to go wait so so you don't use i use the starbucks app i use the starbucks app too but the thing was the reason why i was about to start complaining is that each time that i use the starbucks app and my money almost runs out like let's say i load twenty dollars on i do myself having like 37 cents left or 86 cents or 130 something like that and i just if i don't use it like what are they gonna eat my money you just toss some fresh, yeah, that, 
you you should get it down as low as you can and then and then peace out do they call it something stupid like starbucks bucks or something like that no i don't know but they they should call it you got bucks in your name and you have a specific cash you need to capitalize on that right but i think also starbucks itself like uses the amount of money that the people have on their starbucks card in terms of like a a revenue scheme not yeah a scheme i mean yeah you already paid that money it's like buying a gift card right yeah, well, it's pretty deceiving. And it's gift like the cards only are place like, I know that does that. Gift cards are like the greatest scam ever for, for companies. Like how much uh. money do you think is actually lost? If you sell $2,000 worth of gift cards, let's say. I mean, that's a stupid number because way, way more. Yeah, why don't we, why like don't we just, Let's just toss a milli. Your number? Let's just do, say a milli. Yeah, on sure. That. A million. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a decent chance, five to ten percent. It probably more because a lot of people forget about it, lose it, whatever. Five to ten percent of that money is not spent. That's fifty to a hundred grand, and it's Starbucks. It's way more than a million, but like right there, that's fifty to a hundred k of revenue that you didn't actually have to give up product for. I what actually, I, that's funny that you mentioned that. So I was searching time hop today, as you and I typically do. We love seeing old yes, pictures sir. of ourselves and old tweets, whatever. And I have a Bed Bath and Beyond gift card, which I still have from one year ago. That my, I mean, my dad gave it to me. He was like, "Here, take this." It uh-huh. has a hundred dollars on it. And when am I, when am I ever going to use it? You know, like going into Bed Bath and Beyond itself is a daunting task, especially when I could just go on Amazon and people are like, "Oh, support like your mom and pop shops." Like Bed Bath and Beyond is fine. Like the difference between Bed Bath and Beyond and Amazon really isn't that different. But I mean, I'd much rather have $100 in cash than this Bed Bath & Beyond gift card yeah. that I forget every single time to use when I need like a house supply, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a racket. Uh, you got the, the gift cards are completely, gift, gift cards as a whole, it's like they were, uh, <laughs> they were brought out to be like advertised as a great gift or something. Now people are forced to spend this place. They don't even want to. It's ridiculous that no one would ever just give the person cash because <laughs> everything in society is just a result of advertising we're just like yeah all right the thing that it's insensitive to give someone a hundred bucks whereas if you give them a gift card to some random place right they, you one time it's, saw like, them yeah, go it's, like, they were... it's like you thought about it a little bit you know what i mean gift cards <laughs> are a massive scan you're yeah, gift scam. cards you're no right. it's just like limited money that's what it is and let me tell you what it is i think the only time that like a gift card fully makes sense if you're is if you're like under gifting you know like let's say you want you want to give your buddy like fifty dollars to modell sporting goods oh god bless them there's like two stores two of those stores left so you (laughs) give buddy fifty dollars to modell's um you know the modell store and you know that he needs like a new pair of workout shoes so yeah. that fifty dollars, you're gonna spend all of it, and then he'll end up spending like twenty bucks too. So that's the I, only time a gift card makes sense is when you're hundred percent going to use all of the funds. Otherwise, if you're gonna end up buying like a thirty nine ninety nine dollar pair of shoes, and then the tax yeah. add on, so you have six dollars left to models. What are you gonna buy? Like shoelaces for the shoes? And then you're like, oh well, I guess I could get this water bottle. That's worth fifteen bucks. But now I'm spending nine dollars out of my own pocket just because like I felt obligated not to waste the six dollars. Boom. Another way it's a scam. They're getting the, the gift card owner to spend more money than they would have already spent. I mean, it's, it's brilliant in the one sense in that they're, it's easy money, but it's, it's ridiculous that is a society we just like allowed companies and stores to just screw us over with the gift card thing. How stupid do you have to be? How stupid yeah. do we have to be that the advertising of gift cards tricked us and we're just 
we allowed it to happen. I'm furious. I know. Like, dude, literally. I mean, I, this is the topic that can actually start to grind my gears if you're really fully thinking about it. Speaking of yeah. getting our gears grinded, I guess, <laughs> we, we can hop into this next topic that I wanted to talk the about. The transitions are on point today. I, I witnessed, like, I don't want to say like a fight, but definitely a verbal altercation at, okay. at the coffee shop over here close by. Like somebody, this- w- somebody was waiting online, but was was definitely more than six feet away from the counter and then the person behind the person behind the guy who was waiting more than six feet behind the counter went in front of him and then there was like this verbal altercation well you're supposed to do six feet just like stuff that like two people obviously who woke up on the wrong side of the bed are like yelling at each other like guys who the hell cares like you you're cutting each other in line why is this a fight it's a it's a tricky maneuver right now with the the six feet apart thing in lines i will say that but uh, is this also the same place, the same Starbucks where you got into a little bit of an altercation like oh, a month ago? Oh, that's interesting you mentioned, but this is no. This is a okay. different Starbucks. This is the no. dangerous Starbucks? Okay. Yeah, the, the Starbucks that Peter was referring to, some guy was like telling me that he ordered something. And that basically this but guy you was, didn't trying, it. He was trying to pick up an order and I was trying to make an order. So like two yeah. separate lines and like this guy started chirping at me. I was like, bro, why are you yelling at me? Whatever. So uh, what, okay, so what, like, in terms of fighting, like, what yeah. makes a person think that they can go at someone, you know? Like, is it, is it the confidence in, like, their build? You know what I mean? Yeah. Does, like, a bigger guy go after a smaller guy? Like, wh- what's, the, what's the deal here, pal? I love the idea of, like, I've never attacked someone. I, we've talked about my, like, history with fighting. Yeah, but you've like, had a couple of fights, though. It's pretty limited, like, some dust-ups in sports. But, no, I've never, like, taken a full-on fist to the face or, or given someone that. But neither, neither have I, by the way. I don't think we've I, ever talked about that. I do like the idea. <laughs> I shouldn't say This is not how we should behave as, as humans. But it is interesting walking around and everyone you walk by, you have to – you kind of have – you don't have to. You kind of size up, like like what, who would win this fight? Oh and, right, it's like a peacock with yeah. their feathers, right? Yeah, but but it is probably like really not apparent by by looking at someone their their ability to fight. So yeah, like so if you actually know what you're doing, you would dominate someone much stronger than you that doesn't easily. Uh, Anyway, people, I feel like most people are bluffing when they act as if they want to fight. In the, like, in the society in which we exist, you're at a Starbucks, you live in New York, and you're really about to throw hands right there. Like, you know you're getting arrested. I think that's, I don't think anyone actually means it. Like, if you get in a fight, you have to have, like, like very serious temper issues or, or lack of self-control. Or, or something really tough had to have just happened to you that day, or something really tough is going... Go, it's going through your body at the t- at that specific time. For me to like put hands on someone and it wasn't in self-defense or defense of someone else, like you know how far you would have to go to get me to like actually hit you? Well, let me, let me ask you this. Are you referring to a stranger? Like are you hitting a stranger or like somebody who could be close to you? Or do you feel like it's kind of the same balance? I mean, uh, probably... M- more likely a stranger because I could possibly like perceive them as a threat. There's, there's like some chance of like, Oh, maybe in my mind, like I'm actually defending someone or helping someone that cause that's the only situation in which I can see it actually happening is like reactive to, uh, I would never initiate a fight because of something someone said, I don't think there's anything you could ever say to me that would make me hit you. Like not. Okay. I mean, that, I, that shows good balance. I would think that like, 
I, I tend to agree with you. You know, like you know, I, I would I would laugh probably before like I would think about throwing fists. You know, like it would have to be something that I don't even know if I could really speak to it. You'd have to like speak about my family or yeah. something like that. Like there'd be nothing that one person could say to me about me that would make me fight. Just because like totally. Like, Whoa, is that really true? What that guy said? I'm gonna punch him in the face. Yeah, you know, he's like, oh, your biceps <laughs> are looking small today. Like. All right, I'm ready to freaking throw ready to out. throw out, yeah. Yeah, like, what I'm, the heck? I mean, I I thought of this just now, actually. I lived with a guy that I hated uh, a couple years ago. Like, oh, worst wow. roommate situation yeah. ever. Started out pretty bad right from the beginning. We, Wait, like, just, sorry, just, bef- just before you start, where was this and how long and did you know the guy? This was in New York. I went to school with the guy for three years, and we were friends but had somewhat of a, like, volatile relationship to where we would argue at at points like in a way that I don't really with other friends he would bother me to like I wouldn't talk to him for a while in a way that I never do with any other friends but anyway uh he was the only guy I knew in New York when I came here and we got a place together one year just the two of us and one year with two other roommates uh but when it was just the two of us we got to a point where like we were in we were in really bad uh shape as roommates like like hated each other and one time he came in and mind you, this guy's like five, eight, he's, he's like five, six inches shorter than me, significantly, uh, physically less, um, <laughs> less of a magnificent beast. Less, less of a man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I probably had like 40 pounds and five inches on the guy. Jesus. And we played baseball together. I know that I'm a better athlete than he is. Anyway. Oh, yeah. All right. Tell it to him. He comes in like, like I, like like we are at the peak of our fight got into a huge argument at a bar with a couple of our friends like i left because i just couldn't stand being around him and something else happened then he comes storming into my room screaming about how like he, how much he hates me everything he hates about me how like uh <laughs> i'm just like this such a awkward but like we're talking i think the worst anyone has ever spoken to me was there was this moment like I wish I could even fully remember what was going on at this point. But anyway, mind you, we did end up living together the next year as well. So he's up in my face, like, like to a ridiculous extent in my bedroom, by the way, which I had gone into to stay away from this guy, which was normal. And this is, this is one, and this is one of your first New York city apartments. So we're not talking, you had the luxury of like having your own bathroom and having your Uh, own 10 by 10 room, you know? No, no, no. Bed shoved up against the wall, TV in the corner. We're talking eight by seven. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was basically me in a sleeping bag. And he pops up in here to start, like, running his mouth even more. And I got to the point where I was like, I don't let, like, you can say whatever you want at this point. I don't like being around you. Get out of my room. If you keep pushing it because you have made, you have, like, gone out of your way to try to make my life worse. We worked together. We worked at the same place and there were issues going on there. I was like, you are like ruining my life so much at this point. Like if you push me any further, then the next step is physical and I will dominate you. And that, (laughs) that was the closest I ever got to like, okay, I've pushed enough that I, and we're talking someone like, like messing with my life at work, messing with people that like, like a girl I was talking to, like with my actual friends, ruin it, talking all sorts of shit to like our mutual friends, like the most anyone has ever bothered me. And I threatened violence in that situation, but it never came to that because I think as irrational as he was behaving, he knew daddy. This is, this is, like, quite, this is like quite the toxic roommate <laughs> friend situation. 
horrible horrible i so i mean how, how long how long did this last i mean you knew him for a long time and like now what you're just done talking i mean we went like a month of like we didn't speak pretty much there we would like um it was like a silent agreement that uh we wouldn't be in the living room at the same time we'd like take turns we just like fully avoid and i'm talking someone i went i worked with every day and i lived with and we had the same friends and we avoided each other for like a good month and then we kind of like crept back into like some level of pretend and normalcy i don't know it was it was horrible it was <laughs> i should just beat him up yeah literally i, sh- I should it's <laughs> also funny how like in every other species besides like humans i mean animals and like sharks and shit aren't they always just flexing they're like look i'm yeah. massive if you want to come after me you want to yeah. go like battle to the death whatever survival of the fittest you know i feel like humans are the only beings that like don't yeah. just fight on the rig oh yeah but he was he was so shady like if i had like i definitely would have beaten him in a fight but i would not be surprised at all if he went like really really far in some underhanded way in like, like I don't want. He that like started. He like started twisting your nuts. Like <laughs> well, your weed. oh, he would definitely do stuff like that. I'm talking like we live together, right? I come back and like all my stuff is thrown out the window. That right. would not like like that is the level of disrespect this person had that I wouldn't even been shocked. So it would have been the worst situation ever to get into a physical fight and then have to live with someone for several months after that. Uh, but you know what? You got to know. Uh, you you have to have i i'm a pacifist i don't believe in fighting um but you have to have some level of like you can't push me any further there's physical consequence right wow damn dude <laughs> thanks for this tale of the toxic roommate Seriously. <laughs> and i can only imagine how many people listening have toxic roommates that they're just like all right get me out of here especially since like people have definitely gotten to know each other way more so over the past well i don't know how long people have been in the in their apartments together but like over the last three to six months, just being oh, yeah. inside during the cold-ass winter months, forget about it, pal. All right, Peter, yeah, before, before, we, uh, before we get uh, to this email here, I wanted to quickly talk on UFOs. Did you hear about this? This American Airlines pilot said that he saw like a flying saucer. This is like yeah. two days ago. Yeah, I heard that. So what's the deal? Do we believe in aliens fully? Like when is an alien just going to come down and we finally admit that there are, that there are other forms of life, not on this planet. It's definitely, the universe is so like unfathomably massive to where we're like me in relation to the earth is, is less significant than the earth or is more significant than the earth in relation to the universe. Does Uh that make sense? Yeah. There's definitely aliens out there their ability to reach us who knows someone one of my friends is fully convinced that aliens live among us and they've taken on a human form what do you think about the human does the alien human itself know it's an alien yes in this person's theory that i don't right well it's a solid (laughs) theory i've heard that before but i just want to know like is that person going and punching the clock every day like the alien? He's like, oh, I'm an alien. They don't know yeah. that I'm punching the clock. Like, <laughs> That's like a robot. That. Or, or <laughs> You just did a robot for an alien. <laughs> I'm talking about a robot alien. <laughs> or like, are they doing really specific, cool, like specifically or artificial intelligence shit? You know, like they're working for Elon. Again, and again, they're like, robot. And they're, like, e- they're like, Elon, by the way, I'm an alien. He's, he's like, yeah. I know. Don't worry about it. It's chill. 
So, like so you think, I guess if aliens could get to Earth, then we have to say they're the superior species. If they found a way to get to us before we could get to them, then yeah, those, they are probably like their grasp on technology probably is so significantly beyond anything we do here on Earth, right? I mean, the, us, the, yeah, the flying saucer thing, how many times have we heard that? That's o- too over cliche. T- over 10 times. I'm going to go ahead and say that aliens definitely have figured out how to master the gravity kind of situation, you know, just stuff like that. It's so, it's silly. Like the, the, we, we've like made rules, like aliens, they come in saucers, they're green and they like beam you up into their ship. That's like the general, which is so, it's so weird that we decided that. Um, I mean, it's totally possible that they look so different than us, but yeah, I believe aliens exist. I don't think we'll ever, in our lifetime, like really interact with one. Uh, eh, who, uh, then again, who knows? I mean, e- Elon is. Um, I think Elon's on his way. Elon's he thinks he's going. Way. He thinks he's no, going. You don't like him. What? I just, I just think he's like kind of full of it. But even if his, and he said that like we're many generations from inhabiting a different planet. Like oh, many, he did. Many, many. Okay. Yeah. Um. But but I think he's thinks that he's laying the groundwork, or wants the public to think that that that's the case. But but yeah, I don't, I don't think that would get us close. I think someone needs to be so far beyond where we are here on earth to be able to find us that like the contraptions they're using, we couldn't even imagine like the yeah. ship that they're in. We couldn't even picture that because it's so m- more capable of what we can do with our rockets and whatnot. Let us know, let us know what you guys are thinking of if there are aliens among us, or if you feel like you need to be among strong us. so you could beat people up. Yeah. <laughs> Jonesworld at gmail.com. Without further ado, Peter, let's get into this listener email, please. Go ahead. All right. This is from an alien that wants to beat up his roommate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is from Craig. Uh, he's 30 and he says, and it's titled, how do I tell my wife to give up on her dream? Damn, Greg. Hey guys, love the pot. And I really liked what you guys have had to say on all these emails. So I figured I'd get your own, I'd get your take on my own thing. Love it. All right. I know this sounds really mean. Uh, it does, but I'm just a very pragmatic person. My wife, who I'll call Kayla is the same age as me. We've been together for seven years, married for three. Congrats on the three years marriage. Uh, when we met, she had a great job at a successful startup and made a lot of money. Congrats on the rich wife. I make a lot less money as a teacher. And when we got married, she's been the main breadwinner. When COVID came, she decided that life was too short. And she spent this year trying to become a singer, a dream she's always had, supposedly. Having been supported by her for so long, I had to be cool with her quitting her job and going for it. But it's been a year now. Money's getting tighter. <laughs> money's getting tighter. And I could never tell her this, but she's not a good singer. Damn. She puts song on TikTok and Instagram and no one listens except a couple of her friends. She gets lessons on Zoom, but she doesn't seem to have gotten better. Trying to become a professional entertainer is crazy to begin with, but she basically has no experience and I can't see this going anywhere for her. She seemed happy with her job before, but now she's obsessed with this impossible thing and things are getting a little tense between us because I can't be fully honest with her about her singing and it's all she talks about. What can I do? Sincerely broke and frustrated. Damn, Craig. This is this is a very interesting email, I'd say, because I, I think about how many people have, I don't want to say a midlife crisis, but it kind of seems that way. We're 29 and, years old. Well, you know. 
So, I, I mean, Craig, I'd say if you really do love your wife, you just really have to support her through everything. You know, this, is, this seems like a test from the universe. I know Peter gets mad at me when I talk about the universe testing us. But yeah. I, if, if she's really not good and things are not going well for her, you just kind of have to let her figure that out herself. And that's the thing, like, humans will do anything that they deem, you know, worthy of their time and effort. You know what I mean? Like, my friends ask me advice all the time and I'm sure people listening and you, Peter, yourself, your friends ask you advice too, but how often do they fully listen to you? Unless it's something that could be like, Oh, Oh, should I text this person? Oh, should I eat this? You know, something that's like an easy decision, but like anything that people really have in their heart or dreaming about, they're going to do anyways. You know, like, especially when you and I were giving advice on like, we're giving advice to Heather like last week or on the last episode. I can't remember. It's Meredith. Yeah. Sorry. Oh my God. No, it was, it was Heather. Heather. I I messed up and said her name was Meredith, but it was fully Heather. If like, she's like, should I break up with my boyfriend of seven years? We're saying yes. Is she going to listen to us? Who knows? Like maybe we're the final straw that says, you know, break up with him and then she breaks up with him. But ultimately it has to be a point when she's ready. And that's the same thing with your wife, Craig. You've been with her for seven years. You probably know her well enough to know how long this charade is going to last or if she's really, truly passionate about it. And if she's passionate about it, even though she sucks, she'll realize. And the only thing that's going to, that's going to stop this is you getting in her way and she's going to get pissed and it's not going to end well. Or she realizes that, you know, she's wasting a lot of the family money and she's got to get back to a quote normal job, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, at the end of the day, like she, whatever money issues you guys are having, you're, you're sharing, you know, yeah, and she makes more money than you dude. Like, she, she who did. Cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I do. I do get the idea of like, like she has, it's different because you've both been working, but she has allowed you guys to be in the financial standing that you are. So if you guys drop that down a little bit, like this is, it's a mutual thing. It's a joint thing. And you're making a sacrifice on your lifestyle that she's also making for her to pursue this. Uh, there are definitely more pragmatic ways to go about pursuing this, this type of career. And the fact that she just quit her job, like, I don't know, maybe something else is going on. You said it had to do with like life passing her by and with, with COVID and whatnot. Like there's something to it. I, I think the crisis angle is legitimate. Like if she's really like no good, if it's like, if I tried to, to become a professional singer, it's like that hopeless, then it's crazy. Someone seemingly intelligent would, would put this much time towards it and not come to that conclusion but yeah i mean she's dealing with the same financial stress that you're dealing with so hopefully she'll kind of come to that conclusion and maybe like is she talking to you if she's talking to you be honest be kind but be honest in terms of uh like what you think about it you don't need to lie to her you have to be considerate of her feelings and understand she's pursuing a passion and don't tell her you suck this isn't going anywhere but like you don't have to lie and say that was amazing. That was the best thing I've ever heard. You don't have to have to do that. Like, like this is a grown woman. She can, you can speak to her like a, like a human being. That's true. But I think it's also, it's also touchy though, man. You Definitely know, like, touchy. You know, like, like you and I, we can be very honest with each other, but maybe if there's something that you're really passionate about and I don't feel like you should be passionate about, like who am I to tell you not to do that? You know, like I, I agree, but, I, I but I get it. They're married, but it, who can who's one to, who's one to say yeah don't you're not gonna tell her you have to stop that get a job you're not in charge of her that is 
ridiculous and you can't come from that angle and she'll hate you forever and make more money than you as a professional singer maybe maybe it's it maybe it's an angle like this craig can say you know the singing game is really hard just just maybe be realistic about it whether that's what you don't have to crush her dreams but just be like you know um now we're living on this salary and this i'd say like if you if you paint the full picture without trying to be a dick that's kind of how i think you'll you'll portray it yeah, yeah, I mean, it's looking out for the good of your marriage and your potential family. Right. You guys are, are you guys are married. It's serious. Like you can talk about things like your financial situation. That I'm sure she's well aware of. Uh, so I think this is probably a conclusion that she she will hold on more tightly to this because it is her life. But but if the writing is on the wall about her career and where you guys are going financially, I think she's going to come to that conclusion. So yeah, if she speaks to you about it, be honest, um, be considerate, but be honest. And, you know, maybe there is a world in which she works and she still pursues it or she finds, or she makes it a hobby and she's working or something like this obviously matters to her if she's done it for a year now, just out of nowhere, like it obviously matters and it has to be a part of her life, but you know, maybe it's more just like finding a more pragmatic angle uh, with it. Yeah, and also, Craig, I want to run back to something you said maybe closer to the beginning of the email. What, like, why is she posting songs on TikTok? Like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like TikTok isn't a good medium for that. I mean, maybe, I, like, I mean, we're all old here, you know, like I'm almost the same age as you, Craig, but she should be, if you want to give her some nice suggestions, tell her to put her stuff on Spotify, you know, and then yeah. we'll see if it really starts to pick up traction, you know, like support the dream initially. And if it's, if it's not working and you both see it's not working, you know, the writing will be on the wall, but you gotta, you gotta support your significant other's passion. You know, like I, I can't remember which episode it was, Peter, but we had a young rapper who was 15 years old, write right. to the podcast and be like, I want to be a rapper. I've been trying to rap for two years. My friends don't even know my parents right. don't even know, but I'm so passionate about it. Just go for it. You know what I mean? Just go for it. It doesn't matter what other people think. Like how many people judge you on a regular basis anyway? Everybody has their internal dialogue. If you do anything weird, somebody somewhere is going to think it's odd. You know, like the only person at the end of the day who can judge you is the man upstairs and the man or woman looking in the mirror. Am I right, Peter? I mean, it's, uh, no, (laughs) I think I I think she's gonna do what she's got to do, and I mean, yeah, she drops an album or something, and no one likes it. Like she's gonna come to the same conclusions ultimately. Ride it out with her. Be honest with her. So I am line. right. You're you're right. Just not about the judgment thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's judging you? Uh, yeah, I think I think I think you are right about uh, her needing to just do her thing and come to her own conclusions, but don't you know, don't feel the pressure to just pretend everything's great if it's not. Craig, let your wife do what she's got to do. Peter Moran, thank you so much for joining me today as you do every single episode. New episodes of the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran, Monday, Thursday, Saturday. And Peter, what time? They come out at 2 a.m. Oh, yeah, 2 a.m. So it's at the head of your cell phone. Rate, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.